Hi, I'm Yusuf Zin. My latest TVO Today podcast is on how a Canadian ends up in a Chinese prison, and if he's even alive. Listen and subscribe to Extradition. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to a TVO podcast. This is Word Bomb, a TVO podcast. I'm Pippa. I'm Karina. We had so many ideas of words to do for this first season, but we couldn't cram them all in. So we're bringing you a few shorter episodes, just some bite-sized takes on words that we really couldn't let go of. And this one, this one starts with a confession. In terms of podcasting, Karina and I are brand new. Yes, this is the first podcast that either of us has produced or hosted. It's true. And uh, it's going pretty well, I think, hey? I like to think so. Yeah. So the thing about making a podcast for the very first time is that you have to get used to listening to yourself a lot. Like a lot, a lot, over and over and over again. <laughs> Pippa is doing all the audio editing and she's a superhero. And we both listen to all the episodes like a million times before they're finished. The thing with learning to listen to yourself is that you start to notice... All of your little verbal tics. Pippa, what do I do? What's my thing that I do? Um, one thing that you're definitely guilty of <laughs> is um, this sound. <gasps> like you'll be starting a thought. Oh, I'm like, I'm like ticking my tongue against the roof of my mouth yeah. when I think. But truly, it's like so many times. And you can just see them. You can just see them. Oh, oh yeah, they form. really, they show themselves clearly for oh, me. It's pretty great. helpful. Oh, you're welcome. Um, that's definitely something you can do. But the thing that we both do... Mm-hmm. all the time, is use the word like. Pippa, how many likes do you think you take out of an average episode? I honestly don't even think I can answer that question. It's <sighs> constant. Sometimes I feel like we will use the word like like eight times in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear myself. Yeah, I can hear you too. It's obscene. Well, so we got to thinking. What's the deal with that? Why are we so dead set on scrubbing the word like out of our speech. Why do we think we sound so much better when they're gone? So let's break this down. What are our biases against the word like? For me, I think about clueless and valley girls, like this like idea of vapid girliness. You feel like the word like makes you sound ditzier? Yes, exactly. I hear that. Yeah. I have that too. And I feel like Sometimes I try to avoid it in situations where I don't want to give away that I'm young. Right, yeah. Like, if you're in a job interview, you're kind of monitoring yourself. You feel like it makes you sound younger. Yeah, it makes you sound like a teenager. Yeah, like a kid. And I feel like we all had an adult in our lives growing up who told us, like, you got to stop saying like. Mm -hmm, Yeah, this idea that you're not expressing yourself in a well-spoken way if you're using the word like... I think another part of that is people sound insecure. Or that you're hedging. Like they're saying, oh, maybe, sort of, kind of. Mm -hmm. They can't just come out and say it. It makes you sound like you don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so quickly we can see that this little word, 
like, has so many negative associations that it's become an indictment of an entire generation. It's used as like a shorthand for what is wrong with young people as a whole, and especially young women. Mm -hmm. It broadcasts that young women are juvenile, thoughtless, insecure. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, when you dig into it, like is actually a really complex, and this is the main takeaway, a really functional and useful word. It's really a goldmine. So a common misconception is that every time we use like in that like modern, clueless, valley girl kind of way, mm-hmm. we're using it to mean just one thing, which is like a preposition that means similar to. Mm-hmm. So this is where the naysayers point out that it makes you sound hesitant or unintelligent or young to always be saying that something is similar to what it is and not just what it is. But that meaning of the word like is just one incredibly small slice of the wonderful pie <laughs> <laughs> that is the word. Okay, so what are all the different things we mean when we say like? Oh boy. Okay, ready? Uh, It's a verb. It's Mm -hmm. a preposition. It's a conjunction. It's a noun, an adjective, an adverb. It's a suffix. Uh, It's what gave us words like slowly or quickly because those used to be slow-like or quick-like and then they got kind of shortened. Um, It's a way to reinforce or emphasize a statement kind of the way you might use the word very or actually. Uh, It's a really useful way to quote someone when you're talking. Like, he was like, totally. And I was like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. like that kind of sentence. It's also a filler word which linguists call a discourse marker. And those are really handy little things. Okay, a discourse marker. So that would be like, you know, well, I mean, like all of those words that you slot in when you're talking. People love to criticize discourse markers. Mm -hmm. But what should tell you something about that is that people also can't seem to do without them when they're speaking in an uninhibited way. And that's because discourse markers serve so many purposes. You use them to break a sentence up so that it's easier to understand for the listener or easier for you to organize your thoughts as the speaker. You could use them in place of a pause while you're thinking. You could use a discourse marker as a social cue to kind of let someone jump into a conversation. It's also a way that you're relating to someone else. It's kind of like saying, you know. Yeah, it's an invitation for the person to kind of weigh in. It could go on for an hour about this stuff. But yeah, like has so, so, so many subtle little nuances about how we use it. It's a really useful little word. It might get a reputation as being a nothing word. But it's actually doing a lot of heavy lifting. That is a lot of uses. I know. (laughs) And they're really interesting. Yeah. It makes me rewind different conversations where I've used the word like. Yeah, ever since we decided to do this episode, I've been kind of mentally... It's like ticker tape going in my mind. Like I hear myself say like, and I'm like, how did I mean it that time? It's it's really cool. Yeah, and I can tell that you're obviously hyped about it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what makes me really fired up when we talk about the word like is how much sexism and ageism come into play when you really start thinking about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like we said before, the usage of the word like is really associated with mostly young women and all the negative stereotypes that are attached to them. And this goes hand in hand with things like uh, vocal fry or upspeak, things that are seen as feminine and therefore undesirable traits. And just a side note here, the idea that vocal fry or upspeak or the usage of the word like 
are used by women is actually completely untrue. I know This American Life did an episode about vocal fry, and Ira Glass, the host of the show, was like, I'm just as guilty of it, uh-huh. but who gets the hate mail? It's the female radio producers on This American Life. Yeah. And when you actually perform studies about this kind of thing, it turns out that men do it just as much. Oh, really? Yeah. In 2011, there was a study from the University of Pennsylvania. A linguist named Mark Lieberman conducted an analysis of nearly 12,000 phone conversations recorded from 2003. And his study found that young people use like more often than older people, Mm -hmm. but men used it more frequently than women. Ah, busted. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but young women are the ones who get the flack, right? Yeah. But when a man's using it, we don't hear it the same way. We listen for content. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And young women as a group tend to be the linguistic innovators. They're the ones leading language change and setting trends that eventually become commonplace and accepted. Lieberman, the linguist that I just mentioned, had a great quote. He said, women tend to be maybe half a generation ahead of males on average, linguistically. That feels good. Mm -hmm. So has that always been the case? Two linguists from the University of Helsinki conducted a study of 6,000 personal letters written between 1417 and 1681, and they were tracking some specific linguistic changes, like the evolution from hath to has, doth to does, maketh to makes, And they found that the female letter writers adapted to these changes much faster than the male letter writers. So why is that? Why young women? Well, we don't totally know. But some linguists have theorized that the reason that women are the leaders in linguistic change historically is because women tend to have, this is broad strokes here, but more social awareness, larger Mm -hmm. social groups. And they're maybe a little bit more tuned into the nuances of the ways that people communicate. Plus, traditionally, women have played the role as primary caregiver historically. And so women are passing on the vocal patterns to the next generation. Mm, Oh, that does make sense, actually. That makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense. Put simply, women learn language from other women and men learn language from their mothers. Yeah. Penny Eckert, a linguistics professor at Stanford, put it, Girls are not just using words like like because they're girls. They're using them to achieve some sort of interactional and stylistic end. Mm -hmm. Which really rings true to me because I feel like when I use the word like or when I pick up slang or phrasing from people, you're picking up vocal patterns to show that you're part of a community to make somebody else feel welcomed or comfortable. Mm -hmm. It's always motivated. And like we were saying, there are so many different motivations to use this word. But it's always to an end. Yeah. Penny Eckert also said, language changes very fast. And most people, particularly adults, who try to divine the meaning of new forms used by young women are almost sure to get it wrong. <laughs> Don't even try. Right? Yeah. <sighs> so this has been such a whirlwind. Like is like one of my favorite words now. It makes me think <laughs> of that sentence that's just buffalo eight times. How, does, so how many, does that sentence go again? It's like buffalo, 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 <laughs> buffalo, buffalo. <laughs> I think I left out one buffalo, actually. Oh, Sorry. Oh. That's embarrassing. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so PSA to everybody out there. Keep using the word like. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to make a commitment to not edit any likes out of this episode. Please don't, because it's useful, it's dynamic, it's innovative, and it is so very valid. As are the other ways that women express themselves. Yeah, so... So like it up. You are fighting the good fight. This has been another episode of Word Bomb, a TVO podcast. 
Word Bomb is produced by me, Pippa Johnstone. And me, Karina Palmatesta. Thanks to Hannah Sung, manager of podcasts at TVO. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, or the podcatcher of your choice. And rate and review, it really helps. You can also follow us on TVO's Facebook and Twitter. Just use the hashtag WordBomb. We are also on Instagram at WordBombPodcast and at TVO.org slash WordBomb. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.